welcome back to Fulcrum Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Fulcrum Pod and on Instagram at Fulcrum Podcast. And be sure to follow us on any of those for previews and information about upcoming episodes. Hi, my name is Sage. You can find me on TikTok and on Twitter at 5AG3, all spelled out with letters. Um, and I use they, she pronouns. Hi, my name is Claire. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and you can find me on TikTok and on Twitter at Claire Crees. And today we bring to you a brand new series. This is going to be our Clone Wars rewatch. Um, we have been doing this podcast for a hot minute now, and I have um, been thinking about our involvement in the fandom and how we kind of like don't have a separation between enjoying Star Wars and being involved in the fandom. And that just kind of comes with being like, okay, I'm watching this to talk about it, you know? And so um, I think that has kind of given us a, a slight resentment almost of some of the media that we are consuming um, because the fandom is insane sometimes and we hold a little resentment towards the fandom, or at least I do, um, because they're crazy. Um, but it wouldn't be fulcrum transmissions if there weren't people in my mentions complaining about me. Um, and we do have that today. So don't talk to me about the that show that's coming out, you guys. I'm not going to respond. Um, but with that being said, we were kind of like, hey, what's something that's going to make us like Star Wars again? And then we're like, oh my God, what if we rewatch The Clone Wars, which is really, I think, at least for me, what definitely pulled me into Star Wars was was The Clone Wars, um, because I did watch everything in chronological order. Um I do recommend that if you haven't watched all of Star Wars yet, which I don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast if you hadn't, but watching it all in chronological order for the first time was really crazy. And um, yeah, so here we are. We are going to start with um, the Malevolence arc. So we're skipping episode one. We might come back to it, but episode one is about Yoda. And I think we've heard enough of him. So <laughs> we're going to be um, starting with the Malevolence arc. It's three episodes. It's in season one. And I don't think we're doing this um, series in chronological order um, because the Clone Wars is out of order, you guys. Didn't know, did not know that when I watched it. Um, so yeah, we'll be doing it in release order. Like all things should be. Controversial opinion. Um, and yeah. So let's get let's get started. Um, oh wait, let me read the opening crawl of this. Okay, okay. Um, so episode two of the Clone Wars is titled Rising Malevolence, and it begins with the opening crawl. The clone Starfleet is under siege. Dozens of Republic warships have been destroyed in merciless surprise attacks that have left no survivors. Rumors spread of a terrible new separatist weapon. In the face of growing fear, the Jedi Council sends Master Plo Koon to hunt down the menace before it strikes again. And the little quote that we get um, at each beginning of the episode, this one is, belief is not a matter of choice, but of conviction. And I don't really know what that actually kind of has to do with the episode. <laughs> Am 
I dumb? Like, am I, like, I was, I read that and I was like, oh, I don't remember that being a key part in this episode. And then I watched the episode and I was like, I mean, I guess there's, like, belief that the clones are, like, not indispensable. But that is an interesting quote choice. Yeah, that quote, I, yeah, I think it's, I don't know. I can see it being sort of, like, a belief, yeah, like you said, in, like, what, clone army is not just being like I can see like the gears turning in your head to try I know. To explain <laughs> how it makes sense <laughs> because I don't think that's like I don't know I don't think that really applies to that concept but I have you have you listened to the dark side Divas podcast I have yeah you know they what they call that little quote at the beginning of each episode they call it the fortune cookie quote And I think that's fucking perfect because fortune cookies don't make sense and neither do these. That's what I feel like. Sometimes the quotes are like very, very on the nose and sometimes it's just like vibes. Like they're like, this is the energy we're bringing to this episode. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of these episodes kind of are purely vibes. Oh yeah. And that's not a complaint. Like if we're vibing, if the audience is vibing with the show, then it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode features uh, Jedi Master Plo Koon. Um, he is also the general of the 104th Attack Battalion. Now, I don't know if our, our listeners, um, uh, if you've been listening for a hot minute, remember when I used to just spit out clone Ar- Grand Army of the Republic facts? We fell into it again. We did. Before recording this, I was like, I'll be just a minute. And then it was like 45 minutes later. I was like, wait, I've been scrolling through the internet for a hot minute now. Um, the the 104th is um, a battalion, like I said. Um, and a subunit of that battalion was known as the Wolf Pack um, because of their commander, Commander Wolf. Everyone's so creative. Um, I do love Commander Wolf. I, I, let's get our controversial opinions out right off the bat. Um, he's not my favorite. I know a lot of people are obsessed with him. And I was like, wait, wait, I just don't feel like he has many episodes. But then I say that and I'll literally hyper-focus on someone who was in one panel of like a comic (laughs) book, like five years ago. (laughs) What are your thoughts on Commander Wolf? I actually, I used to be the person who was, like, really obsessed with Wolf when I first watched Clone Wars, or when I first, like, fully watched the Clone Wars in, like, 2020, four years ago. Anyway, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, oh I don't know. I don't really think about him that much anymore, but I do still love him. I also, I fear if we start talking more about him, we have to steer away from that show that I don't want to talk about, so... I think we can just let him be. But I think, yeah, like, he he's cool. He's not in that many episodes, but I like him when he is there. Um, mm-hmm. And I like him when he is in Star Wars Rebels because I love Real. Rebels. Oh, my God. Um, I totally forgot that he was in Rebels. Love wow. him so much. Except that he, like, sort of, kind of, like, snitches on them to the Empire for a second, but then he... He was just being silly. Like, it's not his fault. Everybody... Um, (laughs) um, 
some some facts about um the 104th as it is a battalion that means it has 576 troopers 64 sergeants 16 lieutenants four captains and one commander totaling in 661 clones um and i'm gonna give that little fact i think every time we talk about um the clone the grand army of the republic because it's the clone wars rewatch and i love clones imagine being the commander of like 500 people yeah no couldn't be me um <laughs> let's not start talking about cody and how many clones he's in charge of because i'll start crying <laughs> And okay, not to like drag us down this road too, but when you think about like the like, there's like the first gen clones, and those are people like like Wolf, Rex, Cody, like the early the earliest batches of clones that were created. So like they are older, but when you factor in the like advanced advanced aging, they're like a year older than the people that are under their command. Yeah, which is. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll get into it at a certain point in time. I think there's a lot to be said about um the clones uh <laughs> in general and and we'll be we'll be talking about it eventually. I mean, we have a lot to cover. Yeah. We have, that's why it's a series. Um but yeah, I don't remember what I was going to say. It was something funny, I'm sure. Uh, let's get into the episode. We start off with the malevolence, which is. Ooh, I gotta check my notes. <laughs> I gotta check my other notes. I think it's like a subjugator class, something, something. Um, ship. Basically. <laughs> oh my god, I was right. The malevolence is a subjugator class heavy cruiser. Um, it's also a, a dreadnought starship. And when I saw that, um, because I looked on Wikipedia and I was like, oh my god, dreadnought? Oh my god, this is just like the Ascendancy series. Um, and then I went, we can't be doing that. Uh that just means it's like over five thousand meters long. Not five, yeah, five thousand meters long. That's crazy long. Um that's a crazy big ship and so it it comes out of nowhere and it uh has this big ass ion cannon on the side of it and the purpose of it is to basically shut down all of the ships um so that it can then shoot down the ships that now after being ion cannoned don't have um shields or guns which is a war crime you can't do that um i would really like i we need to talk to beth about um we need to get beth on this podcast about uh what kind of laws they have in place for war in star wars i would love to know um how that was okay but anyways um yeah and the the target for at the start of this episode is the 104th and Placoon is like oh my god guys everyone gets the escape pods we're all gonna die and that's what they do yeah this episode is pretty bleak especially for being literally the second episode of the whole series and this was like keep in mind that like when this came out Star Wars was like oh we're gonna make like a show for children um 
that's going to basically span this time between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith because we've made reference to the Clone Wars in the movies, but like the actual entirety of the Clone Wars, aside from the very, very end, takes place in between movies. Um, But yeah, this episode is like, it gets really dark really fast. Um, And yeah, basically their fleet is targeted by this ion cannon and Plo Koon and Wolf and like two other clones whose names I don't remember, sorry, um, are like trapped floating in space with no way to call for help or be rescued or anything like that. Um, And when this news reaches like the Republic and the Jedi Council, they're like, we have to, first of all, they kind of assume that everyone there was dead because this like weapon that they don't know anything about yet is just known for like wiping out entire fleets. So they're like, oh, probably no one is alive anyway. And we can't really spare the resources for a rescue mission. And then Ahsoka and Anakin are like, "Mm, we're going to do it anyway, though, Um, because that's what they do for like all of the Clone Wars is kind of about them doing whatever they want. as they should, as they should. I love when they just literally never listen to what anyone is telling them ever. Also, it's very funny because they're like meeting with like, I think maybe Mace Windu and I can't remember who else is there when they're talking to the Jedi Council. And Mace, uh, it's, it's Windu and Palpatine and Yoda. Okay. <laughs> That's harrowing. Uh-huh. Anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, nightmare like, blood rotation. <laughs> so because like we can't just leave like Plo Koon and them out there like what if they're alive which also Plo Koon as we literally talked about in our Ahsoka episode is the one who brought Ahsoka into the Jedi Order and she says that like this episode is when she says that um and so that's why she personally has such a strong connection to him and why she like really feels very adamant about going after them um and then there and then Anakin is like Soka, don't talk back to the Jedi Council. And then, like, the second they hang up, he's like, All right, let's go. And she's like, Why literally you just yelled at me for saying exactly that? And then he says something like, It's not about like it's 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 not about what you say, it's about how you say it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's some bisexual shit right there. And people had the nerve to say that Ahsoka was like annoying in this season as if she's just not literally doing exactly what Anakin says and does. Exactly. We wonder why she's so impulsive um, in these earlier seasons. What? Look at her master. Look who she's learning from. He's like literally teaching her to not listen to the council. Yeah. Like every single episode. Which, I mean, ultimately kind of saves her life a couple years down the line. However, y'all. Um, anyways, let's keep going. <laughs> Where were we? Um, Anakin and Ahsoka are going rogue and trying to rescue Plo Koon. <laughs> right. And during this time, we are seeing um, Master Plo in his little escape pod with three clones one of them is is wolf one of them is sinker and the other one i don't remember i'm um, sinker you guys it's been so long since i 
the Clone Wars. No, it hasn't. We just rewatched. The okay, no, but I mean, like as a whole, as a whole, there was a time when I literally could have told you the name of like every clone in every shot. So true. That time is not now. <laughs> um, that's why we're doing this. We're reigniting our love and obsession with Star Wars, and it's already working because every scene. I like every scene where they were talking about like the clones as like individuals and not just like members of an army. I was like about to cry already. So we're off to a great okay. start. We're we're doing well. We're doing well then. Um, they're in their little skate pod and they're like, we can't get our messages out. Everything's shut down. Um, and then there is an escape pod in the distance and they're like oh my gosh what if we just like wave high through the window that was actually like the line um <laughs> and then Flo like turns it around turns the escape pod around and they're all dead they're all dead floating in space okay cool um and so then they're like darn we're the only ones alive out here aren't we we're gonna die no one's coming and so um then Flo was like wolf why do you think that nobody's coming and wolf was like we're clones we're meant to be dispensable and Flo Koon drops that iconic line not to me Wow, we love Mr. Plo. He's so great. Um, but yeah, and then so why did they go on the roof again? Why did they go outside of the pod? Um me, I think something is like coming at them. Debris, maybe. Okay. Let's go with that. <laughs> um <laughs> we know so much about Star Wars. As if um, we didn't literally rewatch these episodes like today. <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyways, I should have taken more thorough notes. Whatever. This was the first time that I've taken notes for this podcast in probably over a year. Probably since we like first started Girl Boss of the Week. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was so young back then. <laughs> um, anyways, uh they're on the they go outside the escape pod except for wolf because he does not have his armor on him this is when we find out that clone armor can go in space okay um and also plo is a keldor jedi um he in keldor is a species that cannot breathe oxygen and so he has this mask that like pumps all the like air that he can breathe into his mouth and he has these like little goggles on his eyes because they can't touch oxygen also though apparently why he can go in space is because keldor have like incredibly thick skin that can make them last in space that's not how space works but you know what it's fine it's star wars nothing makes sense and it doesn't have to um, but yeah, they're in space and they're doing something. I don't know what. I don't remember. And Anakin and Ahsoka, Anakin and Ahsoka are on their way. They're on their way. Um, and they're like scanning for life. Anakin's like, there's nobody here. And Ahsoka is like, no, there is. Plo is here. Master Plo is here. I know it because I can feel it in the force. 
Um, and so then she like takes control of the ship of the Twilight and they um, find Master Plow right there in space. Um, and they like send out the tow cable, reel them in. And then the medical droid like comes over and they have a discussion. And I think Ahsoka and Plo hug, which is really adorable. Um, people need to give Ahsoka more hugs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, really. She's no, a child. I'm like, I could probably count on like one like, hand. Maybe one hand. Yeah. Hands, if we're being really generous, how many hugs she is gets in like the entirety of the time that we ever see her on screen so her whole life yeah <laughs> like her whole life <laughs> like from the moment from her literal like as an infant <laughs> yeah. the ahsoka series <laughs> um yeah anyways um Sometime after that, Ahsoka and Anakin, they're actually on an actual mission given to them by the council. Um, because if you recall, them finding Plo and the clones was them going rogue. Um, so they actually, I think they have to go to a medical frigate um, somewhere in the Avogado system. <laughs> Some Avogado, I don't know. I just meant, I just heard the name of the system and it sounded like Avogado which means lawyer in Spanish. And I know that because I watched Daredevil. Um, and <laughs> I, I'm kidding. I actually took Spanish in high school, um, just like Karen Page in Daredevil. Uh, I'm sorry. I need to stop talking. Um, but they are on their way. And then uh, suddenly the malevolence shows up again. And they're like, oh my God, turn off all the power. And so they turn off the power and then they turn off R2 because he's a power source but they forget about the medical droid that's in the hall and so the malevolence is like hey there's something out there and it starts putting its ion cannon on and anakin's like what what happened get on the, get the engines back on and so they put all the engines back on and anakin flies over the ion beam um yeah so and i think that's the end of the episode but yeah, they saved they saved Plo and the clones, and they were okay. And then they went into light speed hyperspace. Episode two. Do you have any thoughts? Any closing thoughts on episode one? Or technically, it's episode two. Um, I mean, we kind of touched on the whole like expendability of the clones thing, and Plo Koon, of course, icon that he is, being like mm, literally no, you guys are more. He literally says like your life is more important to me than finding that weapon slay um I also just think that I mean this is the clone wars it's about first and foremost it's about the clones I know there's some people who are like it's about Ahsoka or it's about Anakin which like it is but like ultimately it is about the clones and it's about like literally exactly this like this episode kind of hits at one of the central themes of the show and also I think one of the most important things the show does which is acting as a bridge between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith from where in Attack of the Clones the clones are like just not like that's literally that movie is about the Republic finding out about the clone army and like there's a little hint of like is it really ethical to use these like human soldiers that are being like 
literally created to be an army but then they're like yeah it's fine whatever and they just like move on um and then fast forward to revenge of the sith and order 66 is happening and the clones are being forced to kill the jedi and turn to the empire and so having this series in the middle that really focuses on the clones yeah it makes me feel terrible actually every time i watch revenge of the sith because i am miserable um especially because we literally see like like we see Plo Koon and the wolf back. I can't do it. Anyway, um, it's so bad for me. But I do think it is very important that we have this whole series dedicated to like making us as viewers see the clones more as individuals. And I know like for me, obviously that is very, I mean, we're literally talking about episode two of the entire series and that's already a central theme. Um, and so I think like, it is it is the most important thing that is being established early on here in the clone wars because ultimately the clone wars as a series one of its main goals is to give the clones like character outside of what we know happens to them as a result of order 66 and that being like their only real significance on screen up until this series was made right I think that one of the main like goals of this show was to be like, cause I mean, when Revenge of the Sith came, I don't know what I just said. When Revenge of the Sith came out, um, I, I mean, I was four years old, so I wasn't there, but, um, from what I've heard, uh, people were like, what do you mean? Like the clones just randomly turned on the Jedi, like. And it was not a plot hole, that's not what that was, but it, it was something that was not thoroughly explained um, with Order Six, how Order 66 happened. And so um, these clones were kind of just marked as like traitors, right? To tra traitors to the Jedi. And I think, yes, a part of the series was to humanize the clones and to like make us, you know, empathize with them. However, uh, another part of it was to be like, actually, these clones while they were all individuals, as we saw in actual episode one, the ambush episode with Yoda that we're not covering because it's boring. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Sorry to anyone whose favorite episode is episode one, ambush. Uh, whose favorite episode of the Clone Wars is episode one. <laughs> sorry, if anyone listening, actually, that's their favorite episode. I deeply apologize, but also- No one is going to listen to this podcast anymore because you said that, Claire. Imagine. I can't do it. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, that, yes, whatever I was just saying. And B, um, a lot of this show is to be like, uh, hey, this was not, like, Order 66, them being traitors, not necessarily their fault. And I do wonder if, I mean, maybe it was known that they had chips in their brains. Again, I wasn't there. I was a child. Um, but also, I think that I, I want to know for people who were living at that time um are they were they like oh i'm watching the clone wars and i know that these clones are going to be traitors um and like what was what was the vibe with that you know so if anyone wants to let us know yeah because i feel like well for me i like watched episodes of the clone wars as a kid but like not really but i was very into the prequels as a child and i feel like let me just preface this by saying i don't believe this statement to be true 
But I feel like if you take Revenge of the Sith on its own, not having any of the context of the Clone Wars, anything about like, yeah, like the inhibitor chips, like the actual like logistics of Order 66, if you will, I think that it comes across a bit as like they're sort of portraying the clones, specifically Cody, because he's the one that like we see execute. We can't talk about this because I, you know how many times I've had people in my fucking mentions being like, Cody is the biggest traitor of them all because he I know, shot down. Okay. And I feel like that's how it comes across when you just watch the movie, which right, is, it is not the case, but it like sets Cody up as like a villain almost because you're right. like, how could he turn on his general? Just in like, how many Empire. people how many people who have watched Revenge of the Sith but not watched the Clone Wars, how many of them do you think, like, they don't even know that Obi-Wan and Cody were actually, like, in a very serious relationship with each other. <laughs> like, they actually were boyfriends and were planning on getting married. If you didn't know, um, this is 100% true, actually, um, because I've, I've read the script, um, the original Revenge of the Sith script, and, um, before it got edited out. <laughs> um, Obi-Wan was going to leave the Jedi Order. He really was. He was going to leave the Jedi Order and be with Cody. Um, and they, and then, and then Order 66 happened. So that didn't happen. But I, I don't know. I feel like people who, you know, didn't watch the Clone Wars really missed out on, like, the love story of the fucking century. Yeah. Um, uh, that being Well, Obi-Wan. I think what people also don't know is that Across the Stars, which is, like, the love theme from Attack of the Clones, was actually written for an Obi-Wan and Cody scene but then it got mm-hmm. cut and then they were like shoot we have this incredible love theme right what, what and then they put it there? yeah they put it in the Battle of Geonosis when really what it was supposed to be in the Battle of Geonosis but it was um <clears throat> sorry something in my throat there but it was um actually supposed to be at the end of the Battle of Geonosis when Cody you know came on screen and and kissed Obi-Wan on the mouth and that's when everyone was like oh my god Obi-Wan you're a Jedi you can't you can't kiss Cody on the mouth and he almost got kicked out of the order but that didn't happen (laughs) there's something so wrong with us I can't do this anyway um do we want to the next episode yeah okay I'll I'll read it Cody's not even in this arg like why (laughs) no he is he is okay at the beginning of the episode (laughs) Um, oh we're right to be talking about it is what i'm hearing exactly it was in the episode so it's actually in the subtext of this episode like it's all there like if, if you, you guys really paid attention you, guys, you would know right like if you if you took a media literacy course in college you would know <laughs> um anyways <clears throat> episode three shadow of malevolence A deadly weapon unleashed, the Separatist battleship Malevolence advances unopposed through the Republic space, tearing apart any ship that stands in its path. After a daring rescue and narrow escape, Anakin Skywalker prepares a counterattack on the enemy ship and its diabolical droid commander, General Grievous. Pause. Grievous is not a droid. So get the continuity experts on that. Um, don't do droids like that. Don't lump him in with them. Um, the quote, the little quote for this episode is, um, easy is the path to wisdom, 
for those not blinded by themselves. Maybe we should skip these. <laughs> it's like one out of every like 10 of them. I'm like, oh yeah, this this banger is <laughs> is exactly what this episode is about. And then the rest, I'm like, okay. Sure. Well, nice vibe. Um this one. Oh, this is the one. Actually, maybe that kind of does make sense. No, no, no. I'm thinking of a different episode. I don't remember what this episode was about. <laughs> In this episode, um, so they're obviously still trying to destroy this ion cannon. And, and also kill Grievous. Um, and the malevolence, which is Grievous's ship with the cannon, is going to target this like Republic like medical base um, where they're like treating clones who have been injured in combat um and that was anakin and ahsoka's original mission yeah. wasn't it it's to be- yeah to like save okay. the girl like space hospital um and then they're like oh we need to be like evacuating this medical facility um and then nala say who is like the head doctor maybe i don't know she just works there she's something in charge nala say girl i can't i can't get started we can't be we can't get on her right now like anyway we have with her is just crazy anyway in this episode she's just a kaminoan who works on this medical facility and they're like hey we need to like evacuate and she's like girl half the people in this base like literally cannot be moved and also even the ones who can like we don't have time and there's nowhere for them to go and a lot of them are in like critical condition so like it would be great if we like didn't get attacked by an ion cannon right now um and so basically that's what Anakin's girl is supposed to be doing um when they're off not doing that um what happens then I don't know they Anakin um, has some yeah. crazy plan for how to destroy this weapon. Um, they get into the 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 bombers, the Y wings. Yeah. Um, and then and then Ahsoka's like, I want to fly, and Anakin's like, No, I need you on weapons, and she's like, No, you just don't like my flying, and he's like, What? No. Um, but it's true. Um, and then. Flo is like, actually, I want to come. Like, I want to come with you guys. And Ahsoka's like, I knew you would. I already had your ship prepared. She's so perfect. I love her. I do love her in these early seasons. She still has, like, that girlish, like, energy about her. Um, She hasn't been hardened by war yet. Yeah. Um, and she acts like an actual 14-year-old girl. Um, anyways, if you want to listen to more about that, post to our last episode, being a 14-year-old girl. Um, but yeah, and then, so they all get into their little planes, their little ships, um, and go to, um, have this massive battle in space. Um, and this is kind of, this is kind of the moment where I was watching and I was like, oh, wow, this is, they really, the creators of the show, bless them, love them, um, definitely were like, we need to have big space battles and character in big characters because Obi-Wan's also in this episode um, and Anakin and characters that are 
not original to this um, show because they were like, we need to pull in viewers. Um, and and I'm not complaining about that, obviously, but that was when I was like, oh, wait, this is not like a standalone thing. This is something that came out on network television, like it was on cable um, and had to pull in viewership every week. Um, and I think that does come up a few times. It definitely, we'll definitely talk about it in the next episode. <laughs> but um, um, anyways, uh, that was just something I thought about as as a as somebody who works in like media and stuff like that entertainment industries um yeah so they have a big ass spaceship battle and it's cool um oh and then what happens um a, a Naboo fighter all of a sudden makes its way in into the battle and gets caught up and who is in that Naboo fighter <laughs> That Naboo starship? Padme Amidala. Who could have thought? It was Padme Amidala, you guys. And um, obviously Anakin's freaking out. And he's like, why are you here? This is a big space battle. And everyone's like, why are you freaking out? Because they don't know that they're married. Um, and um, it turns out that I think, I think it was... Uh, Padme I think says like oh I got this intel intel from someone in the Republic that said that the Trade Federation was going to be here to do negotiations or something okay and we weren't going to bring that up again guys guys she got bad intel from someone in the Republic we're not going to bring that up again we could have we could have discovered it was that she Palpatine was the emperor, was the Sith Lord right then and there. But but Anakin was um, preoccupied, so that didn't happen of, anyway. There are yeah. a lot of times in the Clone Wars where I'm like, we could have literally. I mean, you. I will be saying this when we get to season six, the fives arc, because like we literally could have prevented all of that nonsense if we just like used our brains a little and I know they have the like stupid cop out of like oh the Jedi's minds were like clouded by I don't care yes I I were there I probably would have figured it out exactly my thing is like I get that it's like the narrative is already put in place like we're working in between stuff but sometimes the narrative is fucking frustrating and that's fine (laughs) Yeah, no, I feel I feel so torn about like, so I love that Star Wars has created this universe where it's like, oh, we want to tell a story in the prequel era. And then we want to tell one in the sequel era. And like, we can jump around and have things coming out of different time periods. Because when a bunch of stuff comes out in the same time period, it gets boring, cough, cough, Mandoverse. Anyway, um, but I also do agree that sometimes I'm like, this does not really hold up. And also sometimes it's just funny. Like I always am amused when I'm watching the Clone Wars and they have to like bend over backwards to not have Anakin and Grievous ever be in the same room just because of that one line he says in Revenge of the Sith where he like- It's too good. It is too good. The the third episode of this arc, they're like on the same ship. And then him and Obi-Wan are like, oh no, oh, we're getting split up. And then like Obi-Wan runs into Grievous. I was like- And I will say that's the next episode. That's episode three. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'll get there when I get there. (laughs) Um. 
but yeah, the end of the end of this episode, um, Padme is like, I will not be used as a um like pawn in the game or something like that in the republics or the separatists. I don't know. She just want to be held hostage, is basically mm-hmm. what she said. And so she like sneaks aboard the malevolence, I think, is what happened. They basically like pulled in by their tractor beam, but then like okay not to be like what were the separatists thinking but like when they get their ship gets pulled in and then like grievous is like okay i'm gonna go like down there and like arrest them i don't know and then like in the meantime they just like are like unguarded like running around the ship like they set like a trap and everything and i'm like why didn't you have like at least like somebody down there to make sure they didn't do exactly what they did and then they're like running loose on their ship yeah and one like I know it doesn't matter because it's fiction it's Star Wars whatever but also I think like in universe it's probably because they only use droids and I this is like before the time that we were seeing like tactical droids on every single ship you know like in like multiple tactical droids and so there and and then there's Grievous who's not a droid um and we need to be we need to be very clear more more clear as a fandom that Grievous is not a droid because you should not be saying horrible things about droids like that you know um Jesus (laughs) um anyways um the end of the episode yeah Padme's on the ship and then the space battle is over somehow I don't remember um <laughs> I think that they um like either destroy or disable oh. the ion cannon but yeah. they don't destroy the ship and so Grievous and they're like still trying to get Grievous which obviously this entire arc we know that Grievous escapes at the end because like we watched Sith um but that's that's the goal right um and so yeah they're on the run and then episode four comes around episode four destroy malevolence grievous in retreat before the battleship malevolence could destroy an outer rim clone medical base a republic strike force under the command of General Jedi General Anakin Skywalker, crippled the warship, disabling its dreaded ion cannon. Now the Jedi relentlessly pursue the malevolence. And our little quote for this episode is, a plan is only as good as those who see it through. That one makes sense. I don't know what happened there. I don't know what happened to the other ones, but that one made sense. Um, but yeah, at the beginning of this one, the malevolence is trying to retreat and they're going slow and then Grievous goes I was told this ship was fast and I was I don't I should have written it down I should have written it down but the ship goes really slow like it goes like I think 1800 kilometers per per minute or per hour per hour that's slow for a fucking spaceship it has 16 sublight engines guys what are we doing? What are we doing? Anyways, it's too big. It's too big. Um, and so they're going really slow. And Padme and C-3PO are on the ship doing their little trap plan of action, whatever. Obi-Wan and Anakin and Ahsoka then go, like, circle back to the ship 
to try to rescue Padme. Um, yeah, so basically, of course, Anakin is immediately like, I'm going to hop my ship and go save Padme. Um, which I don't, again, he's like not supposed to be doing probably, but whatever. Um, and so, yeah, they go, they also sneak onto the malevolence. <laughs> Obi-Wan is like, what's your plan for like getting onto the ship? And he's like, let's just land there and hope they don't notice us. And right. it's kind of, so. It's an Anakin plan. <laughs> um, but yeah, then they get to the malevolence and then they like, receive uh or padme padme and c-3po managed to like send out a call from on the malevolence to back to the republic ships that are there and so then and then she reaches ahsoka ahsoka like padges her through to anakin and obi-wan whatever and then they're like where are you let's meet i like the center of the ship um i think it's so funny that they yeah like i just anyway <laughs> and then yeah then they're like okay we're gonna meet up on the ship and then they both end up at like the center of the ship where there's like and then they're being attacked by battle droids and there's also like trains there i don't know guys yeah. I understand how ships work so don't ask uh, me <laughs> yeah there was that one part where padme was like Anakin there's so many droids on this ship and I was like that's because it's a confederacy ship and they have a droid army that and also yeah like you were saying about like there aren't really like tactical droids yet there aren't all those like crazy battle droids it's just the like pretty standard battle droids and so it's very much about like quantity over quality at this point right. <laughs> where they're like if we just have as many droids as possible we might be able to beat out the clones because there's just never going to be as many of them um so there's like a ton of droids everywhere all the time yeah um at some point I literally watched this episode today I need to be better at retaining things um because um something happens something something and then they get split up Anakin and Padme and then Obi-Wan I don't know what the fuck Obi-Wan is doing um okay basically (laughs) like so they uh, they like meet they're like meeting at like the center of the ship or whatever but like Anakin and Obi-Wan are like way up on like a platform some way and pa- somewhere in Padme and C-3PO are like down below them so Anakin's like okay I'm gonna like go down there and like get them um and so they're, and then the, he's like okay I'll like use the force to like lift you over whatever and then him and Padme are like on top of like a train together and then Obi-Wan is like, okay, I'm gonna lift C-3PO up. And then, and then C-3PO gets like hit by a train and is like riding. Things just happen to C-3PO. You know, <laughs> honestly. I, I have no words for that. I have no words for that <laughs> that guy. Sorry. So then yes, yeah, so then C-3PO is like on the front of like a moving train. Mm-hmm. Um and Obi-Wan. It's so Cartoon Network. It's so Cartoon Network. <laughs> Literally, it's so serious. And then, and then Anakin and Padme are like kissing on the top of the train. Wait, wait, we have to, we, <laughs> we have to talk about the line. Um, <clears throat> Anakin goes, "The things you do to get me alone," and Padme goes, "Shut up!" And then they kiss. And Obi Wan's like there, like he's it's around. So, like, it's pretty clear 
even in like Revenge of the Sith that Obi-Wan like definitely knew about them but in the Clone Wars he's like literally there when they're like kissing on the mouth all the time okay not to literally talk about something that happened in season seven but remember in season seven when Anakin like calls Padme and then Rex is like outside making sure anyone doesn't come in and then shows up and is like oh my god what oh yeah he's like I hope you told Padme I said hello yeah insane like he knew like he we all know he knew but in this show it's crazy because he'll like flat out say shit (laughs) <laughs> like he's not afraid to call Anakin out um maybe he's okay. done something about it though when they first get like the call from Padme where she's like oh I'm literally being pulled onto the malevolence by a tractor beam and then she like get, they get cut off or whatever and Anakin like okay nobody listening is gonna be able to see this but Anakin like goes like this and it's so funny because I'm like we all like everyone yeah. in this ship knows why you're so why you're the one who's so upset about this like it was so funny anyway what's that what's that oh my god when okay you know that tiktok sound that's like everybody knows everyone knows (laughs) i don't know what it is i know what you're talking about it's just like (laughs) that's literally the whole clone wars with the two of the i there are so many insane anakin padme moments in the but we can't oh I'm obsessed with it it's it's oh oh I love them um anyways while that's all happening um (laughs) while all the straight shenanigans are happening we have some really gay stuff happening over with Obi-Wan and General Grievous yeah they're doing something and this is I love the like I love when people say General Kenobi um and the way that Grievous says it to Obi-Wan is just like I you are flirting like you're flirting um I don't know I don't even know what to say about that other than why Obi-Wan why are you so gay why is everyone every person that Obi-Wan has ever battled at any point in time has flirted with him so true so true and honestly I wouldn't have it any other way yeah so true (laughs) oh my god um yeah I don't remember really what happens during that fight I was really really yeah they like escaped the ship I think that maybe Obi-Wan was trying to destroy like the hyperdrive so Grievous couldn't get away perhaps and then they escaped somehow yeah they escaped they escaped, they escaped. Um, and oh but on the way out though they're getting attacked mm-hmm. um and this is where we have another moment where you're just like what is going on with these with these two because they're getting shot at and Anakin's like I need to be at the guns and Padme's like I got it and she goes and she's a badass so she starts shooting but fucking Obi-Wan dude he literally looks over Anakin and straight up goes she knows her way around the ship the ship in question the twilight Anakin ship (laughs) Burley has been on that ship before and Obi-Wan knows it and I just need to know what is going in Obi-Wan what is going on in Obi-Wan's mind like why like there's no there's no reason he shouldn't have been like hey 
I know you're a Jedi Knight and all, and you can do your own thing, but you were my Padawan at one point. What are you doing with Padme? He should at least have been like, you're being so obvious about it. I need yes. you to like tone it down. Right. Because everybody knows. Exactly. Everyone knows. <laughs> um, yeah, that happens. And... I don't remember how happened after that. I I was literally my jaw was on the floor when Obi Wan said that, um, and so yeah. Do you remember how it ends? Um, Grievous escapes. I mean, shocker. Shocker. Um. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of it. Um, like, there's probably a scene at the end where like. I don't know. Anakin and Ahsoka always have their little scenes at the end of the episode. Yes. So she's all like, hey, why do you literally never do anything that the council tells you to do? Yeah, I'm sure Ahsoka's there at some point. Um, I'm sure that something happens with the medical frigate. They probably are like, all set, you guys. No one's Yeah, I think they're like, yay, we're safe. Like, we're saved. I think Nala Say is there again, and she's like, we did it. Or, like, you guys did it. Thank you. Awesome. Great job. Great job, you guys. You you saved hundreds of lives. Um, and in the process, totally outed yourself as being married in secret. <laughs> and Obi-Wan got to flirt with the enemy. <laughs> and Ahsoka got to be a 14-year-old girl. You, that is really all you can ask for in an arc of the Clone Wars. Yeah. Ideal Wars uh, arc. I perfect yeah quintessential Clone Wars arc this was so good um I did enjoy it um I I literally texted Claire when I was watching it yesterday and I was like how did I get through this fucking animation it's chunky it's chunky um and the colors why is Ahsoka so orange um love her dearly love her dearly so orange um (laughs) anyways um yeah I can't wait till we get to like season three season four I think it's season four when it really gets season so pretty season yeah. four I remember my first time watching the Clone Wars all the way through was when I was like in it in it yeah. it was like the Umbara arc I was like okay yeah I'm deeply invested we might have to do like a split episode for the Umbara arc well, I feel like have so hours say. um any final thoughts on the malevolence arc yeah, I enjoyed it. I feel like I have this perception of, like, all of season one of two of the Clone Wars just being terrible, just because, like, I don't know, the, most of the, like, arcs that I go back and rewatch, yeah, are in, like, seasons, like, three, four, five, and seven, not six, really, sorry, season six, because, okay, the best arc in season six is the fives arc, and, like, why would I rewatch that? <laughs> I don't want to feel miserable all the time. Exactly. There are things you can only watch once. Yeah, um, that's that for me. Um, but I do, this arc was like very fun. And I love, I love Plo Koon. Um, and I think, so anytime that he gets screen time, and especially when it's in relation to Ahsoka, because obviously they have a very close relationship and like they have a bond that is unlike what she has with anybody else. Because like I said, he was literally the Jedi who brought her into the order um but yeah this was a fun episode or arc I enjoyed it yeah absolutely um I love any arc that Padme Amidala is in 
she's perfect um except for that part where she's like married to Anakin but you know you can't have it all we can't win every single time you guys um anyways the next the next um arc technically is a two episode arc and it's the one where R2 gets like stolen slash goes missing um we will have to do that one because it's about R2 and that's my guy but we can also lump in there's a standalone episode and it's Captain Rex's first episode it's called Rookies so we'll probably lump that in with that and do a three episode review you're just about like the chronology of the Clone Wars. It's only the way that Rookies is kind of part of an arc that takes place like two seasons after this. Yeah. I'm like, what were we doing? And I, I have no idea that that was the chronology. I just kind of assumed because why wouldn't it be in chronological order? And right. then when I like got more into it and started like looking at people's like chronological lists I was like what's going on but yeah we can just include it with those because I think <laughs> sorry I'm just like at the episode list I just saw Bombad Jedi no okay <laughs> so we will be skipping Bombad Jedi how this series is going to work is we are going to be going all over all of the arcs except the ones we don't like um because okay, also to be fair that was not even an arc it's one episode <laughs> How do you, how do you think I'm gonna talk for a full hour about Bombad Jedi? Right, exactly. Serious. Well, technically, I think the next one, Cloak of Darkness, with um, I guess that does kind of. Oh no, actually, that one. So nine, ten, and eleven are an arc. Oh yeah. yeah. Wait. And twelve. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say because twelve goes with eleven for sure. Okay, we know what, we'll figure it out when we figure it out, and hopefully people have um, listened to now and are like, you know what, maybe I also like the Clone Wars, maybe I also like Star Wars, um, and get a little bit more happy about Star Wars. Um, some things that are happening in the future with Fulcrum Transmissions are is this uh, series where we were watching the Clone Wars. We also probably have um, a High Republic episode coming up because escape from valor releases and yeah um and yeah if you would like to re-watch the clone wars with us that would be so cool um and i think we should bring our q a back Absolutely. we have not had that in a hot minute and the q a is fucking hilarious so especially for um, the clone wars i know y'all have things to ask <laughs> exactly we I know people have, I know people want to hear our opinions on things, so <laughs> please ask away. Um, you can ask in our DMs. I, I don't actually know if they're open. Um, you can definitely mention us on Twitter, um, probably on Instagram, maybe on TikTok if we ever hop back over if there. If I ever log into that account. Yeah, I'm, I don't, I'm definitely not logged in, but um, yeah, or you can email us at fulcrumpod at gmail.com. Um, yeah, or you can ask us separate individually too, but my DMs are definitely not open. So you can ask Claire. And yeah, you should keep your peace with that. My <laughs> DMs are open. No, thank you. Because nobody really DMs me. And if they do, that's their problem. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So please, yeah, listen to our episodes. Um, ask us questions about the Clone Wars. Um, about our upcoming Clone Wars episode where we're covering rookies and the droid arc with R2. Ask me questions about, wait, hang on. I need to make sure I'm thinking of the right episode because I don't want to embarrass myself by saying something that's not. Okay, yeah. Rookies is the episode I'm thinking of. Please ask me questions about fives. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Um, 
ask me questions about Cody because that is also um he's also an episode. The whole squad is kind of in rookies and then yeah like the like the OG squad I think Jesse's also there. Jesse's there. Echo's there. Okay maybe we'll have to skip that episode. (laughs) Um yeah we'll talk about our favorite clones in that episode so yeah but I think you know who they are. I I think we can all tell. Um, yeah, but thanks for listening. See you later. Thank you so much for listening to Fulcrum Transmissions. Please feel free to send us questions. You can DM them to us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. If you enjoy our podcast, please leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We would really appreciate it. Once again, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode.